a lot of good cartoons, though. I think I would get stuck down. Oh, Flintstones would have to be huge. Jetsons would have to be huge. Scooby Doo would have to be huge. Oh, I used to be able to do a car noise from the Jetsons. Oh, my coffee's so cold, it is steaming. Hello, this is 20 and 21. My name, Joseph E. Frisch. I do a whole lot of things. Uh, He's just got back from New York. I heard some things. I heard some things. I heard some things. He just got back new, from New York for testifying, him and his whole family. He's here, the learned man, Doc Woolridge. Uh, What's going on? I, I, plead, I plead the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so busy. <laughs> Being I was a so busy back dealing in 2012. with China. And <laughs> uh, sir, sir, you, you weren't a doctor. <laughs> you weren't a doctor in 2012, sir. <laughs> I think the sirs are gone. There's no more pleasantries. Uh, that place. Yeah. Hello and welcome doctor. the other guy. Doctor, here's the other doctor. Doctor, the shark. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Doctor, doctor my eyes. <laughs> hey now. Jackson Brown. That's why he never got that face. Hey, he guess what movie Jackson I watched White. the other day, Eastwood? You'll be so proud of me. What? What'd you watch? I was sitting A horror here. movie. No. Barbarian. No. Wicker Man. I was sitting here and I and I needed I just I needed something to watch and I didn't want anything new. And I went through this whole thing in my head, and before I knew it, I was watching The Irishman. <laughs> oh, okay. God, nice, I love nice. that movie. I it's love so that good. movie. Uh, I don't know. It gets a lot of uh, guff from a lot of people sometimes. I don't understand why. Uh, I, I don't understand why people. I mean, are like, the oh, de-aging just, thing uh, is is yeah, stupid. It's a little I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes, but um, I, it doesn't bother me really. Um, but a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's just Scorsese's greatest hits," and I'm like, "What's wrong with Scorsese's greatest yeah. hits? Yeah. Oh, if the greatest terrible. filmmaker alive gives you his greatest hits, you should probably listen to it and watch him." Yeah, like, that's just yeah. how it be goes, happy. Guys. If Hendrix yeah, was around seriously. and he was making his hits, you'd be like, well, better. This is a good hit, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's is great. playing live, and all he's doing is playing his greatest hits. How awful. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. With your favorite <laughs> musicians that have ever played with him. Yeah, you know, exactly. He's got Buddy with him, and he's, you know, the, the old drummer. What's that guy's name? Mitch Mitchell? He's gone. He's gonzo, and it's like the band yeah, of exactly. Hendrix. But hey, no, was, still around though. I like when people though. release uh, best of. They say you know best of instead of greatest hits, and like none of the songs have been released before. Always a nice. Yeah. Song. Oh yes, I well my favorite are um, greatest hits and a few that will be. Yeah, right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like and a few fillers. They're like, yeah, they're like, and here's two new songs we wrote that are real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, speaking man. of the Irishman, you know that uh, you know that TikTok I like to send you guys of uh, the guy who does cocaine Mad Libs to make movies mm-hmm. as he's a CEO. Yeah, yeah. He did one the other day, and it was Scorsese new film. And oh. um, I don't remember what he came up with, but he's like, "Give me two actors," and they're like Christopher Walken and Leonardo DiCaprio. And he goes, "Give me something really off-putting." De-aging them, and went through. And finally, he's like, "Okay, he's like, we're gonna uh, we're gonna de-age Christopher Walken. We're gonna up-age Leonardo DiCaprio. So we're gonna be a curveball." I dude, I was crying. I was crying, laughing at that that's point. Good. I just paused it and started laughing. Oh, that's good. Very good. 
Yeah, I thought maybe you were going to tell me you watched one of those Halloween horror movies because the Halloween horror. Well, movie, I did watch uh, The Shining the other day, the original. Beautiful. Yeah, um, and it was, I forgot just one of my how favorites. freaking amazing that movie is. It's so, so good. Great. So good. Um, I'm trying to think. I watched the original Psycho. Nice. Hey, that's really cool. Um, yeah, okay. I, Sam got me on a little bit of a Halloween kick there. And Ooh. I forgot just how good. Um, Oh my God! What's the guy's name who put Anthony Perkins? Is that who played Perkins, Norman Bates? Yeah. Yes. God, he was so good in that. My role. producer slam Norman Bates. <laughs> Sorry, that's an ODB line. Whenever I hear Norman Bates, I have to sing. You that. have to. Yes. Uh, yeah. Perkins so was I, great. I um, some here's old a little. Horror. Here's a little something. Check out Psycho Two. I've Anthony seen it. Per- Anthony Perkins is even better in Psycho yes, Two, he in is. my opinion. Um, yeah, I, mean, I thought Psycho Two was scarier than one. Yes, two. I think two is scarier than one. It's a slow burn of where you're like, "What's happening?" And then, like, when it finally cracks, you're like, "Oh man, it's so uh, something else um, up yeah, there." Yeah, it's well, so I worse am, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm impressed with that, Rob. Uh, you did yeah, you have to watch you would be. You would be. I am. Yes. I. Uh, anything else before I? Um, wait, Halloween, I watched, Sam and I watched several Halloween movies. Oh, I made her watch The Lost Boys. She'd never seen it. Oh, what did she Oh, did I already tell you this, that we watched it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, because she thought it was cheesy, but really good. Okay. Like, she thought it was cheesy in all the right ways. Okay, yeah, we watched, uh, uh, it's one of my wife's favorites. And, uh, we, I, 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 it's not one of my, because I don't consider it, like, horror horror. And I don't know why. But she does, um, and I rewatched it with her, and yeah, it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. Basically. Yeah, I like the Lost Boys. I don't think it fits in into the horror category easily. Yeah, I mean, just, you know what I mean? Like I, I mean, like I can watch just that. There's and, vampires in it. Doesn't mean it's horror. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's you know I don't think uh, the Jim Carrey vampire movie is a horror movie. It's just it's just happens to have vampires in it. I don't you know. I could oh, also say that about uh, <laughs> yes. I could also say that about uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, Bram Stoker's. Right. Yeah, Dracula. right. I can watch that. Uh, I can watch American yeah. Werewolf in London. You know. Yes, uh, American Werewolf in London is one of my one of my faves. Um, but yeah, those aren't. I, I guess a lot of people consider them horror um, because they have horror elements. But overall, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't either. If I can watch it, I don't consider it a horror movie. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's more comedy with on, some horror or something in it, you know? The one we were going to watch and we got busy and didn't get to, we were going to watch Carrie. Oh, one of my faves, Brian De Palma. Yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, uh, people trash the new one. Uh, I really enjoyed the new one. I didn't think it was all that bad. Um, but that's just me. The only Halloween-themed uh, thing I watched was the... Uh, the uh, Halloween community episode where Abed's Batman and uh, Pierce is the Beastmaster. Ah, yes, of course. I thought this <laughs> was, was going to be something on, uh, you know, a dress-up theme on Pornhub, some kind of... Well, no, that's just, that's just what they were showing. I didn't really consider that special tuning in for Halloween, you know what I mean? That's just what they had that day. They, they changed the, uh, one of the letters to a little jack-o'-lantern up there. Yeah, exactly. It's like Google, you know. They got their little thing every day. It's... Hey, here you go. Here's a Jack O'Lantern. Oh, I just got it. I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, uh, one. <laughs> Listen, um, Rob, have you thought about watching the show that I've been raving about to everyone? Um, 30 pieces? 30, 30 monedas, 30 coins. Uh, 30 coins. Yeah, yes. 
Um, what's it on again? It is on Max, but it's technically HBO Europe, which makes me... It, okay. I tell you what, it's very comforting Wait, to see that. am I going to have to read subtitles? Yes, absolutely. You're going to have to oh, read subtitles all day. Frick. Night. You know uh, it's I don't Spanish. like reading. Now, here's the thing. I got OG to watch it. He's sent us not one, but two reviews this episode. I saw that. To read uh, for the show. He's into it. And uh, I don't do this much. Uh, the 200 and almost 60 episodes, I don't think you've ever heard me say anything like this. But uh, there's a lady in that, in that show. I think her name is um, uh, Megan... Uh, Fox Menudez, Megan Menudez. Um, anyway, I, anyway, she sounds French. She, she ha- might be <laughs> the most strikingly beautiful woman I have ever seen. So, part of me is quite taken, uh, uh just by her. You're a and, smitten uh, kitten. I am a smitten kitten. Both myself and my wife have a bit of a crush on her. She is Wait, like, what's it called? 30 pieces, 30 coins, 30 coins. 30 Let me see coins. if I can find Megan, this. Uh, Montoya, Megan Montoya, I believe is her name. If I if my brain is working, this Megan Montoya. Morning. My name hey, is right, Antonio yes. Montoya. Um, and uh, boy, oh boy. Anyway, thirty coins. Man, she's it's... got big old brown eyes. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I didn't mean that yes. as a dirty joke. I see where that no, might have Like the first picture I pulled up, I'm like, wow, she has big brown eyes. Yes. She's, okay. She's, she is very striking, very beautiful. And now, and is this a show great, unbelievable actress? Like unbelievable it, actress. Is this show? So um, is it about an exiled priest that tries to escape his demons while living in a remote village in Spain? Yes. How? Yes. That's exactly. <laughs> I just what's off about. top of my head. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it sounds interesting. So, but, I really, but I can, really wish can I check use the out. subtitles? <laughs> uh. I don't know. I no, you can't. You know why? Um, when I played mine, it just put subtitles on instantly because I thought it, it thought I wanted to watch it in English. Right. And the English subtitles. I love that they did this. The English subtitles are descriptive audio sub uh, audio. So when you switch to audio English audio, it's descriptive audio. So it's not just you're watching it and you hear the dialogue and sounds. You hear a man steps out of a black BMW. He walks <laughs> through this corner. He opens a door. And there's no way you can watch it like that. You know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. love that they have it on there so people that can't see uh, can enjoy it. <clears throat> but there's no way you could continue to watch a whole show <laughs> like that. Uh, so it forces you to use the subtitles, which I don't mind at all because it's so much better reading subtitles. Um, it's my kind of like night before I go to bed show anymore. Um, it's so good, man. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, we'll read some reviews from uh, OG later. But I did want to get that out. Um, okay. So, a couple weeks ago, I'm going to get to this here. A couple weeks ago, you guys, uh, I think maybe Shark. I mean, no, probably Shark. Somehow or another, it came up that uh, I should uh, come up with some sex romp comedy movies. You remember <coughs> this? I do. Remember that the, there hadn't been any sex romps in a long time, I think was basically the... Right, right. <laughs> There's no... No we need another porkies of our generation. Exactly. Yes, there's no porny teenage movies. Yeah. So, what I have gone and done, now this was hard for me, but I dropped my... That's what she said. Hey-oh! That's a great joke, Robbie, because we're going into (laughs) the horny teens movies. That's wonderful. I'm going to write that down. 
<laughs> we're, we're don't forget that one. That could be a recurring joke. You might don't get two or three that. jokes out of that. Don't forget that's what she said in your movie <laughs> script. They'll always sell. Wait a minute. Are you, so is this going to be like every cliche we can think of? Well, no. So I've got three different movies here. And what right. I was going to say is, um, this isn't you know, this isn't my ex- this isn't my bag. This isn't my cup of meat, as some people like to say. I'll take um, whichever like one involves the, snow skiing. <laughs> Ooh, hot dog the movie. Um, yes, oh, baby. Um, but, I don't know why I said that. Those um, mean mountain <laughs> patrol preppies. <laughs> so I have three <laughs> movies here, and I'm trying so hard to drop what I would normally do in one of these movies. You know what I mean? My writer's instinct. I want to make things... Yeah, anyway... So I Wait, can I tell you way. that I've had I've had an idea for one for a few years. Can I tell you real quick? Oh, so sure. I hope it's not the same as one of mine. Get... These three or four guys are our age, and they hate their lives. And so they go back to this place where they skied when they were kids, <laughs> and they get in a hot tub, and they go back in time to the 90s. And instead oh. of being the fun party 80s, everybody's depressed, trying to score heroin and OD. And they all, um, the movie peaks when uh, Kurt Cobain kills himself and the whole audience kills himself. Whoa, nice. man. Nice. <laughs> very it ends good, in a hailbot. It's a hailbot. It's a nudity for no reason. Hailbot, yes. <laughs> yes. Ties into the, the cult there somewhere. Hey, okay. I love the, I'm sorry, uh, I I love the idea. I'm sorry. I really want to hear this. I love the idea. It reminded me. I saw that clip of Dave Mustaine. Man, what a piece of work that guy is. He should have been an a-hole list if he wasn't. Oh, I get him uh, on mine. It's that, it's that. Listen, I hate yeah, Kurt Cobain. Did. I don't hate him. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like him. And they show that clip of like, oh, thoughts on Kurt Cobain's uh, death yeah. today, and, and he says he was good aim. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, like, no, dude. too soon. Yeah, that's like, like that's on horrible. the day. Yeah. Yeah. On the day, yeah. Like, he's that's what he had to say. All right, here we go. So, I got a couple movies here, and I got, <coughs> I got pitches, I got ID, I got names, I got some scenes uh, kind of drawn out here. Got some things. Roughly, roughly sketched out. Here we go. Movie number one Teenage Wasteland. That's right. Like it's a group that. of teens. Group of teens head to New Orleans to get wasted and have sex. <laughs> Oh simple, yeah! Is simple there a premise, right? For this, or? The big easy. The big easy's never been so hard. That's going to be the tagline. <laughs> oh, no. The problem is you're going to spend your entire budget on uh, buying that song from the Who. That's us. Well, I'm going to cover it with uh, some weird, you know, a girl singing it slowly on acoustic guitar. There you go. All right. Uh, Teenage wasteland. We're all wasted. All breathy. God, learn to sing. Learn to sing, you breathy ass singer. I'm so sick of you. So sick of your breath. I don't want to hear your breath. Is this an ASMR podcast? All right. They're hot. We might as well make it one. All right. Here we go. Scene one. That's right. It's uh, it's uh, it's a classic. Ding. They take a, they they wreck Dinger's brother's classic Camaro just to get down to New Orleans, resulting in Dinger losing his mind, and he shacks up with a seventy-five-year-old prostitute. <laughs> so that's scene one. We got a, you know the classic. It's my brother's car. 
Mm, you can't hurt it from Animal House. It gets it gets wrecked. Oh no! Dinger uh, is a character from Dream a Little Dream. So yes, I can go with this. <laughs> Corey Haim played him. Me. Oh, are you Dinger. Me? This incredibly a, good-looking guy sitting in this butt a, ugly Mustang, freezing my ass off. <laughs> That's literally from the movie Coppola and I do it all the time. <laughs> I know it. I know you guys do. My wife knows that movie just as well. Okay, so yes, that's scene one. Scene two, uh, when Big Rick finally gets a chance to get a BJ, it's ruined when he finds out the young nerdy lady has a mouthful of braces. <laughs> and it's a oh. hospital trick. <laughs> it's a oh. hospital trick. Trip for Big Rick and Amanda. Because she's got some foreskin to get removed from that fifth molar. Okay, please tell me there's a sexy nurse that causes him to get an erection. That's right. And cause more pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's got cleavage hanging out. She bends yep, over. Yep. Every time she bends over, Amanda's taking. <laughs> All right, so see, I've broken my mold. Is what I'm saying here. This isn't like Eastwood of old. All right, here we go. Scene three. All right, here we go. Scene three. Uh, uh, when Philly checks out a haunted New Orleans mansion, he finds a picture of his grandfather. And after many twists and turns, he uncovers the truth about his sadistic grandfather, but not before being captured by a group of cannibalistic inbred voodoo family. That was, in fact, his father's brother's family. And when all is revealed, Philly learns his true father was a cannibal, at which point he decides to join them and kill them and eat them all. I think that's a spinoff of an existing movie. Comedy. I thought it was a comedy. <laughs> well, I uh, is that not fun? is that not funny? That's not something. That's good. not funny. I mean, I guess comedy. It'd be yeah, funny that, this doesn't that. amuse sex, you. That's not too. That's not a sex romp. You guys don't think that belongs in a sex romp? Don't think. Don't think. Well, I all mean, right. If well, it no ends taking. in an orgy, then maybe. Well, cannibalistic orgy, of course. Okay. Okay. An orgy. Have you ever seen violence. the movie? I gotcha. Have I you gotcha. ever seen the movie Society? It would be a lot like that scene for the few people that have seen Society. Oh, They're getting ready to throw up right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, check out Society. All right. Well. All right. On to my next movie then. Okay. Okay. Right. This is my sex romp movie too here. It's called. I didn't get real creative on this one. It's called My Roommate's a Porn Star. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's the story of Dud turns to stud when Bill and Steve discover their lame roommate Marvin has a 13-inch schlong. They quickly make him a viral sensation. <laughs> scene one. There's the scene where uh, Marvin learns how to leave mushroom prints on even the, on, on the, on the even nerdier uh, roommate Nathan's forehead. LOLs abound when he attends class and campus unknowingly wearing Marvin's large mushroom print on his forehead. So that one kind of writes itself. That one kind of writes itself, you know. You doesn't it? Nerdy, nerdy Marvin and his uh, big. Here's hey, holler at me. I got a whole slew of jokes for that movie. Uh, That's right. You had a yeah, I do. File yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta dig those out. You had a file full of BD jokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was the Jeff Foxworthy model. You know what I mean? It was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, they say right what you know. <laughs> if you flush a toilet before you pee, you might be. Never mind. Yeah, All right, yeah. here we go. All right. 
<laughs> here's, a scene. here's another scene from my roommate's porn star. Uh, hilarity ensues when Martin tries to make a sex film with the assistant dean's extra tight wife, Alicia. When Marvin gets stuck inside of her, they have to dress up as a Halloween horse costume to sneak off to the <laughs> hospital without giving anything away. <laughs> Giving Marvin the name Marvin the Horse D. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Shark likes that one. That's the one. <laughs> and then, you know, they get to the hospital once again. We could have the same gag. We could have a sexy nurse. <laughs> The same sexy nurse from the other movie. Well, I think all take I think them the getting to getting to the hospital, you know, while dog knotted is, uh, you know, I mean, there's yes. gonna be all kinds of wacky adventures <laughs> they have to go through, you know, and then that process. Is that the name of the chapter? As chapters like a serious movie, and this was chapter three, dog knot. <laughs> I thought that might be I just. Think, I thought maybe that'd just be the title. <laughs> I think that alone would get people to watch. It might be the entire movie, honest to God. It sounds kind of like a horror movie. <laughs> right. It's just them trying to get to the hospital the whole time. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the entire movie, the B story, is them trying to get to the hospital, and they keep getting swept into Halloween parties and stuff because of the horse costume. Right. I mean, it's like, this are, is like Hercules. Little kids this are trying to ride them. It's a quest movie. <laughs> little, little kids are trying to ride them. Pony rides. People. Well, and then, after and then you throw yourself a human centipede joke in. Yes. Now, if this was the uh, 80s, early 90s, they would inadvertently somehow witness a crime committed by the mob. Oh, for sure. Low ranking mob. Right. And right. then the mob would also be in pursuing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to get a Blues Brothers esque. Everybody's chasing these guys, you know, at the end. Yes. And, and they got to get to the hospital. I like I like this honestly. <laughs> we gotta I think that would sell. Uh, okay, that was scene. That was scene two. All right, scene two. Here we go. Scene. That was uh, my roommate's a porn star. Now I have one more scene here. Just as funny, Steve and Bill are taken by a shadowy group of hooded figures, and they discover they are part of an all-encompassing power struggle between the ancient gods of darkness. When imprisoned in a ravenous camp of sex-starved heathens, rapists, and monsters, they must face their own fears and face the nothingness before them, only to die later when the cult's leader turns out to be Big Horse D himself, Martin, the whole time, and they just wanted two witless virgins to sacrifice. Huh. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? That's an, inter that's that's an interesting choice. Um, I mean, uh, it's made a lot of sense to me. That's where my brain went, and I said, "Hey, are you you falling back on old habits here, Eastwood?" I said, "No, this sounds fresh. It sounds like something I wouldn't do. <laughs> it sounds like a funny thing. It sounds comedy, right?" It it so you, sounds funny. I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not seeing you know, the. I'm not hearing a lot of enthusiasm for this one once again. But you know what? It's the like, second it's one. It's like you got me, and then I I have to like figure out how that's funny. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'm too smart for you. <laughs> Maybe. 
I yes, mean, a, a globalist cabal that's taking over the world and wants to rape virgins? I, I don't know. I mean, the... the it seemed it, funny I, to I, me. That's all I thought. <laughs> and I remember, I'm stretching here to, to go out of my ordinary writing comforts. All right, well, I still like that second one so good. Dog Nada just might be its own thing. I think it is. I think that's a, I think that's the movie. The whole my roommate's a porn star. I think it'd be its own movie, but we gotta we gotta think of some other scenes apparently. <coughs> Mr. Movie Critic doesn't like scene three. All right, here we go. This last one. This is the one. It's called Terminally Bill. Terminally Bill? When, terminally Bill. When Jack and Louie's best friend, Bill, get diagnosed with terminal cancer and given only two weeks to live, Jack and Louie embark on a tr- on a one-track mission. Nope. Is everybody there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I heard something right. weird, too, like it cut out and it came back. I heard it. Yeah. Uh, Jack and Louie embark on a one-track mission to get Bill's balls in a mouth because that's all he's ever wanted was to feel another person's tongue caress his blank. I'm going to censor myself here. It's all-out laughs and hilarity when Terminal Bill and the boys set out on one last emotionally charged sex romp. That's right, Terminally Bill. What do you guys think of the? <laughs> I'm still de- I'm still developing dog knotted. I, I can't get past it. <laughs> it's I mean, my the gears are turning. My brain is going a thousand. I, mean, I need a typewriter. Terminally, terminally, Bill. It's like a mid to mid eighties to mid nineties. I think this thing gets greenlit in a heartbeat. Oh no question. Here we go. Yeah. I, I think let me let me do some <laughs> scenes here. And uh, you'll be like, oh, I get it now. Terminally, Bill. <clears throat> scene, this is the first scene I got here. And there's a hilariously awkward scene where Bill has to explain to his prepubescent brother about his dream of getting his testes in the nesties <laughs> and how once he came close with the buck-toothed daughter of Sheriff Reynolds, but how it quickly went horribly wrong. <laughs> So maybe we could have a flashback to the buck-toothed daughter. <laughs> and the testes, and he's trying to... Well, I mean, obviously. Once again, writes itself. I know... I haven't, I haven't named her. this take place in a barn loft? <laughs> God, I hope so, if I could get one. <laughs> Hard to come by around here. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write that one down. <laughs> Let me add that to my pitch here. When I put that in scene one, just to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> I like that one. I mean, <clears throat> uh, maybe the brothers shouldn't. I can hear the execs right now. They're not gonna like that the uh, brothers previews best. <laughs> so uh, maybe we make it a little sister or something. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Scene two. The boys think they have it all sealed up when they hire Brenda the ball specialist. But little do they realize that once Bill has been tied to the bed, that Brenda's ball specialty is ball busting with boots and high heels. The boys save him, but not before 
Louis comes to the realization that he is super into ball busting. So much so, he marries the ball buster by the end of the movie. <laughs> marries, huh? Marries, yeah. That's how she falls in love with. Mary, uh, I think it's like a... I think it's like a... Uh, <clears throat> a little after credit scene, maybe even. <laughs> she cut to them. You cut to them, and they're they're in like a Vegas style thing, and she can't even speak English, but she can bust some balls, and she's in her <laughs> dominatrix outfit. She can bust some balls. <clears throat> so, what do you think is so far about Terminally Bill? Well, I mean, green it's green. not it's not the worst idea I've ever heard. My concern. Is that before long, they're going to get to the cancer doctor and it's going to turn out to be uh, an occult group of old money that ends up wanting the blood of people who don't have cancer. They tricked into having cancer so they can have ritual sacrifices. Well, you're way off. Here's scene three. Jack really thinks he struck pay dirt. When they when they meet a genuine baller. But when she takes off her pandemic mask, we see her lips and tongue are covered in cold sores. Scaring the boys away in a hilarious dine and dash scene. So now they got the cooks after him. You know, they got the mob guys after him. Now the cooks are mad at him. They're chasing him around. Right? It's a good movie. All right, here, scene four. It's a movie. <laughs> it's got scenes. It's got scenes. <laughs> here we go. I was this trying this to rip what... on sharks. It's got notes. It's <laughs> <laughs> what we call an and-then movie. <laughs> the All right, here we go. <clears throat> scene four. Bill comes close to his dream. Only to find out he has been tricked and taken captive by an occult group. That worship the planet Uranus. <laughs> they believe yes. cancer-stricken. They believe cancer-stricken organs are divine in nature and touched by God Himself. Therefore, should be eaten while the victim is still alive. Bill finally sees his testicles drop into a mouth, but it is not. But it is the mouth of an inbred, deformed leader, Aramar, who drops them <laughs> and squishes them in his disgusting teeth. To open up the thin nexium to the shadow world of Mars and beyond. Bill's cancer is cured and he survives, but for he is forever haunted by his harrowing torture and he kills himself in dramatic fashion. Somebody get Ned Beatty on the horn. We've got a roll. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Rob? What did you say? I said, does he cut off his balls and bleed to death? <laughs> well, no, they got eaten by the... Uh, <coughs> cannibal uh, oh, oh that's planet, right planet, that's right planet worshiper um but he survived the planet worshiper <laughs> only to be killed <laughs> i gotta tell you eastwood they all start out like bangers and then they seem to take i don't want to say insane mm -hmm. but how about mm -hmm. peculiar curves and turns that make it somewhat complicated for me to completely follow the train of thought you're working with. Really? Yeah. I mean, now, granted, I don't have the sophistication you do. I'm just a mild-mannered caveman lawyer. 
That's right. But, so um, not, you wouldn't buy these though in a pitch meeting. You thinking? You thinking? I, it seems pretty like the last scene that I come up with. I mean, I'm a guy who a thinks The Godfather is one of the greatest films ever made. I I don't have good taste in cinema. So hey, listen, maybe maybe if you're talking I'm, about rock and roll bands, this is just for me. But yes. Just for me, if you're talking about rock and roll bands, you've got to yeah. include the Rolling Stones. For me, for me. Scott Ackerman used to do a bit on the Comedy Bang Bang television show that was basically that. Be like, listen, you can say what you want, but for me, if we're going to talk about guitar players. Listen, I, for me, i got to talk about Jimi Hendrix. That's great. That's uh, great. Really good. Yeah, you guys may not want to hear. You may not want to hear, but for me, one of the greatest supergroups ever is Cream. I know, I know, I'm out there. <laughs> Say what you stuff. want, but if we're talking about bands that should be in the rock canon, you can complain if you want, but we got to put the Beatles in there. Which even I would be like, yeah, yeah, of course. Hey, speaking of the old rock and roll, we talked about this on the phone. I don't think we did on the show. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing happened. Um, it's on Disney, which I just can't, still can't fathom why it's on Disney. Um, yeah. It's been on HBO for like a decade. Um, uh, I guess uh, Bernie... Uh, uh, I always don't... I never know how to pronounce his last name. Toplin? Taplin? Uh, the, the famous songwriter for Elton John. Oh, Bernie oh, Taupin. Yeah. Ta- what? How is it, Rob? What'd you say? Taupin. Taupin. My wife's not here to correct me, so I I, didn't, yeah. I knew I'd get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he uh, basically called out the uh, the Rolling Stone uh, <clears throat> president and his <laughs> racial comments he made recently. Um, which was nice. Uh, Dave Matthews had a pretty impassioned speech before he brought Willie Nelson up. Um, I haven't watched much of it. I, I read a lot of it. I kind of plan to, but I hear it's like four and a half hours, and I just yeah. Um, I've uh, Sam watched bits and pieces of it, and then I've mm-hmm. seen some clips. And it's like I want to watch it, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Like for instance, Rage Against the Machine. Only Tom Morello showed up. And he gave oh. a pretty pretty solid speech, and then it was over. Like, nobody played their music or anything. So, I mean, it, I don't know. It seemed like a bunch of weird uh. kind of choices. Yeah. Huh. Well, But I, I don't know. I heard they did not edit it, which I, I okay. was shocked about. Because I, I thought Disney too. would cut yeah. out any kind of, you know, soul, <laughs> reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, have you guys heard about South Park's um, big Panderverse uh, thing mm-hmm. they've started, which no. has got um, Catherine Kennedy like evidently livid behind the scenes? So they uh-uh. have a, you know, they they've taken the Panderverse, you know, from Marvel, obviously, and in the Panderverse, okay. Cartman is being warped around, and he's coming into different realities. And in every in one reality he's a black woman, and in another <laughs> reality he's like something else. But at one point he's Catherine Kennedy, and when he shows oh. up to the meetings, every time they bring up a new movie, he's like, put, put a put a woman of color that's gay in it, like no matter what the show is. 
I want a woman of color who's gay. <laughs> like that's the answer for everything. Pretty and much. So they're like, yeah. And so they're saying that's all that she has done yeah. is taken Disney I, and made it the Panderverse. There's no. I can't. She doesn't mean it. It's not like she's trying to develop any of this stuff. It's just completely yeah. for show. Yep. I had about a ah, not that long, a four minute rant the other day. About how unrock and roll it was to have a rock and roll hall of fame, and then that on rock Disney. and roll hall of fame is on yeah. Disney. <laughs> I, I'm with you I on like, this. I was like, it's all just I. I don't know. I wish the Sex Pistols would like break in and <laughs> just, <laughs> just do something crazy. Um, I don't know what to think about it. Um, hey, did well, they show up and be like, you know, that, that really... guy's a pedophile, right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw something that really kind of threw me. And it was a list of the top ten snubs that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh and like, yeah! Oh god! And I'll give you There's I'll so give many. you one that really blew yeah. me away. Um, and this person has is not only in it is not in it um, for his solo work, but he's never been nominated. And that's Ozzy Osbourne. How is Ozzy really? Osbourne as a solo artist who's been putting out? Huge records since the 80s, That's not wild. even nominated for the Sh- Rock and Roll Sharon Hall of Fame. probably pissed off the wrong people. But you know oh, what I, I mean? Like right. that to me seems about as strange as they get. They brought up, um, uh, and I don't know. We you know debate it how you want, but Peter Frampton has never been nominated. Um, huh. Bill, Billy Idol's never been nominated. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a pretty fascinating list when you said when you look at who's in and who's not you're well, like when you listen huh. to cradle of love as much as i do you'll realize <laughs> that uh, billy idols may be a little overrated when it comes to <laughs> no, no, no 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 i was uh-oh hey, he was on the show tone. once i would be careful yeah. that dude could show back on up the show. and be pretty pissy he was on the show say, once, but, yeah yeah we, yeah you never know uh, when it comes to uh those solid state guitars and those keyboard lines right off of Casio keyboard, um, and those uh, you tease me, you, you know how to please me, rock the cradle of love. I think I just recited the entirety of the lyrics from the song. Um, anyway, well, the, I love the video Billy tells Idol, the story, though. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Did it have the most uh, interesting thing about, in there? Yeah, pretty the much. Most interesting thing about the song "Rock the Cradle of Love." Is that it's from the movie Adventures with Ford Fairlane with Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, that's about the most interesting thing about that song to me. I just realized uh, the other day, I just can't believe I didn't know this. Uh, Maybe I did and forgot it. That big audio dynamite song, You're Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. When it goes. No, wait, that's EMF. That's EMF. Oh, it's EMF, sorry. Um, That's Andrew Dice Clay. That's a sample of him. I just heard that yesterday on a TikTok. (laughs) Oh, and I, I didn't know, know that that it's was out him. There. I didn't either. I was kind of amazed I didn't. Well, it was like gonna, it. either going to be him or Joey Lawrence. <laughs> I always, <laughs> I always equated it to uh, Sill from The Sopranos because it's uh, oh, <laughs> oh, hey, oh, watch yourself over here. <laughs> Sorry, T. I'm just so frustrated with this Ralphie situation. He was, was sniffing a panties, T. <laughs> I was watching a my fiance's panties. Sorry, and it was a uh, Ralphie. Uh, and Janice are starting to hook up. Oh boy! Oh boy! 
What's the matter? You get hit with some shrapnel back there? <laughs> <laughs> well, Silvio gets arrested before Jackie Jr.'s funeral. And he's like, oh, oh I'm trying to snack some headlines before the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be home. Last year I was home before my soup got cold. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. My fiance, T, he was sniffing the panties and crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was our Sopranos moment for the for the show. Um, oh yeah. Uh, you're a big uh, <laughs> you're a big uh, Stern fan. There, did you hear um, Post Malone doing Allison Chains on Stern? Man, everybody is talking about this. Yes. Oh really? I hadn't heard anybody talk about. It. I saw the clip and was like, no, no, okay. no, no. I'm I'm dead serious. I have seen so many people talk about. Post Malone covering um, Alice in Chains. Yes, like everybody. Mm -hmm. I, okay, so I'm just gonna say this, and I I know I'm just officially the old grouchy dude now. You know, like I buy records of old bands and all that kind of stuff. But I don't get the Post Malone love. I don't get it. I don't get what people love about him. It's never appealed to me. But oh, really? Have you listened to? Uh, bands, you know, have so. you listened to? Uh, I mean, he's got a lot of good albums, man. He's got. Some He's got some really good stuff out there. See, this is what I'm saying. Uh, I've never really listened. The clips I've seen, I'm like, man, this dude can wail. But that's about mm -hmm. all I that's about all I know. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's a song on his newest album called Austin. It's got a lot of good songs on it. But there's a song that starts out, and if you didn't know any better, it has the tone. I told uh, I was talking about this to my wife just you know, the other day. It has the tone, production, and sound of a Pearl Jam song. I have heard that too. I have heard people. Uh -huh. like well, evidently he likes starts... to cover Pearl Jam songs live. Oh, okay. Like it literally starts off like it. It sounds like a. Um, it sounds kind of. It sounds like a Pearl Jam song that was never made. Basically, it, it's only the intro to the song. Um, uh, but no, I, I'm a big fan of Post Malone. He's a, he's a really good singer. He's a good songwriter i'm telling songs, you everybody i know and they stuff. say he's like a decent human being too like i don't think we have yes. any scandals oh, yeah, yeah. or anything tied to him no he paid like i saw a thing of him with like he's a big magic the gathering nerd and there was a guy that like had no money or i forgot what he needed money for but he paid him an outrageous amount of money for his magic the gathering card that was really you know, it was worth it was worth a lot but not like you know, so you're that. telling me that post malone loves magic <laughs> that's right him and neil diamond <laughs> need to get together <laughs> no uh yeah surprised to know i'm a, a post malone fan i i enjoy quite a few of his albums now quite a few i remember shark was really big into pre-malone i was i was <laughs> pre-malone was my jam <laughs> a lot of people complain about pre-malone they say that pre-malone can end in pregnancy i always said no we had another, there's no uh, more heartbeat we had another technical issue listeners gremlins man gremlins halloween's over oh oh I, I i watched a um i watched a thanksgiving movie the other day uh is it eli roth's new horror movie thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, is it no. uh, planes, trains, and automobiles? No, I've added a new one to it, and it's this one. Uh, Allison, uh, Alice's restaurant, uh, the movie. No, that's my favorite. No, um, this one was. Oh, Let me tell you something about Charlie. Oh yeah, he's got the integrity. Greatest. 
<laughs> it's got integrity at every turn. <laughs> the greatest of uh, greatest of all Thanksgiving movies. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I I was sitting here the other day. I think it was that same day when I ended up watching The Irishman. And I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, it popped up, and it said "Sin of a Woman." And it said "Over Thanksgiving Break." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my God, it is a Thanksgiving movie!" So I turned it, it on, is. and I forgot. Young Philip Seymour Hoffman plays oh, a scumbag so in it. So good, yep. Mm-hmm. Some guys run, some guys stay. Here's Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take a flamethrower to this place if I was half the man <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> this is called a rangers chokehold. I can bust your windpipe. <laughs> I know UFC. Been trained by Steven Seagal. No matter what you do, I can flip you five minute once, flip you on the ground. Hey, by the way, I have to tell you this. I thought it was so funny. I'm sitting there watching it, and you're in the climactic scene with his big speech and all that. And I look, and I'm like, why do they have that redheaded actress who's been in all kinds of movies and shows? Um, she's never been in the movie the whole time, and she's sitting on the stage. She was uh, in Six Feet Under, the mom of the family. Yeah, yes, yes. She's yes. been in American Horror Story. And there, I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm like, that's so weird. And at the end, she's the history teacher that's yes. clearly going to be his future love interest. I'm like, oh, so that's why she just shows up on the stage for no reason. Yep, never seen her before. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen her in the movie, and there she is. It, it was such a like, hey, uh, <laughs> that didn't test very well. He needs a happier ending. Then he goes back to a house by himself, surrounded by a bunch of crack kids. I hate little, these kids. <laughs> little Beaver running around. <laughs> I'd kill them all if I could. <laughs> I think on Thanksgiving, I'm going to show up at my family thing, and I'm going to talk like Pacino for no reason. I'm in the dark What's he doing? Where's the turkey? Sound like you. Wow, I'm ready for some mashed potatoes. Sound like you forgot the taste of real honey. Oh You've been God. in the sugar business so long. You forgot to taste of real honey. Now, I had one girl over here, Vietnamese girl over here, and I said, hey, good morning. <laughs> Whatever his story is. Before the jerk uh, yeah. cuts him off. Yeah. Real funny, Uncle yeah. Frank. Yeah, and um, what is his name? Brad? Bradley? Oh, he's a super big Democrat. And I've seen him on Bill Maher fighting with Maher many times. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. He always plays like, he was the bad guy in Revenge of the Nerds yes. 2. Yeah. He always plays that <laughs> He guy. was like a 50-year-old fresh, a junior in college running he's the alpha He's the, the bad guy in that Adam Sandler <laughs> yep. one where he's just yes, school. Yes, he's right, Billy guy? Madison. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he's the yep. bad guy in Billy Madison. Well, isn't he, and he, wasn't he on West Wing? And, yep. yep. Yes, or, he was yeah. on West yeah. Wing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's yeah, he's pretty pretty planted in his. Uh, here's who I am and what I what I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think it's funny that he's that he's for so long was typecast as the good looking bad guy, and he's neither good looking nor that great in bad. No, yeah, no, he's just kind of squirmy, wormy guy. Uh, the yeah, cop yeah. that pulls them over. Um, I always see him. He's like one of those. That oh guys. my god! I see him in everything. Oh my god! Yeah, oh yes, no so, idea who he is. Yes, so my favorite role that he has ever been in is he plays 
one of the stone cold killers when they're grown up from sleepers. He was the he was the youngest. Him and Billy Crudup start the movie off by killing Kevin Bacon, who you know abused oh, him man. as a child. Frying that bacon, and that's Spoilers. that's my favorite role. That Spoiler, Nickin, Nickin. <laughs> that's that's how the movie starts, guys. <laughs> the movie's oh, been out oh. since '96. Oh, sorry, or '95. You haven't seen it? It's not my fault. I thought not it's my about, fault. I thought it was about a bunch of guys. If you haven't seen the movie, it sounded boring to me. It seemed like a bunch of fellas laying around sleeping or something. I read the they script. They asked me to be in the movie, and I said, "I don't want people to snooze." <laughs> I'm an actor. I'm treading the boards. You want me to lay down and snore? <laughs> I chew up scenery. I don't sleep in it. <laughs> You're wasting my talent. <laughs> Listen to my pipes. I can go from low down here, talk real quiet like, and then I can go up here. <laughs> That's talent. Yeah, I'm telling you. You're the only people who I've told I watch Sin of a Woman. Because everybody else would probably be like, why would you watch now, that? Now, here's the thing. As a younger man, I genuinely loved Sin of a Woman. Like, I wanted Al Pacino to come take me on an adventure. I thought it was just <laughs> yeah, such a great yeah. movie. And then, of course, you reach a certain age where you're like, oh, this movie's not really that good. <laughs> no, it's no. Of, like, it has good this performances. If Chris O'Donnell yeah. wasn't in it, maybe it would be something different than what it is. Yeah, he's good as this completely <laughs> earnest character for about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then it's like, oh my god, hey, will will Pacino kill him instead of committing suicide? I take that part. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I'm in the dark. <laughs> It looks um, like you come back too early. <laughs> to side off. Look at my dress blues. Never call it a gun. <laughs> I know. I could probably. I wish you'd do a watch along of that movie, Rob. Because I think you and I could probably just do all of the parts. <laughs> I, um, I, now, of course, I've gone back to loving that movie. And I'm like, of course, Cinema Woman. Yeah, so this is the thing. I watched it when it came out, and I loved it. I thought, wow, this is so great. Then I rewatched it. I'm like, really, this is a dog shit movie. And the way they sold this is they're like, Al, we're just going to let you do whatever you want. Okay, yep. look, there's a script, but, but don't worry about it. Just do what you want. And then I was like, oh, this isn't that good. But I'm telling you, I sat here that day and I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed the last two and a half hours of my life watching oh, yeah. this. I really great. enjoyed this. Tits staring at you like two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> His speech on the oh, plane. Oh, so, my God. So I watched another movie that I put in my horror genre. And it's because you had to have been a Gen okay. X kid All right. having HBO. And it was yes. played on HBO perpetually when we were children. And, um, Joe, I'm going to need you to beep one F-bomb because you're going to need it for this. (laughs) Can you just uh, beep yourself, maybe? No, no, it's too important because here's the line from the movie. I can't do it. Don't fuck with me, fellas. (laughs) This isn't my first rodeo. (laughs) Oh, oh. What is that? I know that. (laughs) I can't think what it is, though. Let me me tell you what it is. Is What did you say? Yes, Mommy Dearest. Um. <laughs> I watched Mommy Dearest oh. the other day. <laughs> From beginning to end. Oh, oh yeah. 
That is yes. wild. I, I can't. That I is Gen that. X trauma. Gen X <laughs> yeah, trauma. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know. And then afterwards, Sam's like, well, now that you've watched it, you should watch that show um, about Betty Davis and her doing what happened to Baby Jane. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I watched that yeah. series. Yeah, I watched the series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Michelle, and it was uh, really uh, good. Yeah, I it think my wife really, really, good. really enjoyed that series. A series yes, not uh, it was far really off from that. Good. I wish they would do something else no. like this. Uh, they did the Fosse Verdon uh, show. Yeah, because um, our man Dude, Sam Rockwell plays Rockwell in it. just killed it in that show. I'm not a big really? uh, Fosse, like, you know, I know a little bit about Fosse because he directed a few movies, but my wife is like a theater person, so she's knows Fosse deep, you know, so, um, um, so, but anyway, yeah, I watched it with her, and it is, I'm telling you, Rockwell kills it, um, a fantastic actress, her name just slipped out of my mind, you would, wouldn't it? oh, I, uh, Michelle guess, Williams, Michelle Williams, yeah, she's dynamite yep. in it, um, yeah, check it out. FX, like they put okay. some quality shows like but that. But anyway, I'm sorry. I that was by the way, yes, I called that a Halloween movie. And Sam's like, <laughs> it's not a horror movie. And I was like, if you were a Jedi it kid, it's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, it's if you knew movie. Bradley's mom, you would know that this is a horror movie. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I tried to explain to her that it was a box office bomb, so it went straight to HBO. And any of us uh, who had HBO, you just watched it all the time if yeah. you were home. And it'd be like, oh, I guess I'll watch Mommy Dearest for the 14th time this week. <laughs> so, you know, wire coat hangers! <laughs> uh, I used to have an old friend uh, uh, in the restaurant days uh, yell that. <laughs> Wait, step. Um, <laughs> Robbie, I'm gonna have to see if I can get like a telehealth conference after you bring in this up for so long. I mean, I'm serious. See if I can see if the like, counselor can get me no, in for I'm a quickie serious. this afternoon. She, you know, she's like, I don't understand. I was like, I was seven watching that movie. Seven, <laughs> like that was acceptable. Your parents were just glad you'd shut up for two hours and leave yeah. them alone. Like, what are you talking about? My mom usually beat me while we were watching the movie. <laughs> oh, my God, that's not funny. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, hey, Jeff, did she ever uh, make you go out in the middle of the night, cut down the rose bushes? <laughs> Give me the axe. <laughs> no, she usually no. just threw stuff down the hallway. You got pretty good reflexes. You know? it's, I think that's why I admire W so much. Or you know, when he ducked that shoe, because it was shoe. like, yeah, you know you, what, man, I rem- I, I remember those days. Yeah, it's like, good still technique. Got it. He's still got it. Real so quick, were you traumatized uh, when Eddie Murphy talked about the the shoe, the, the moms shoe. that could throw shoes? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, that whole yeah. When he, then the kid lost his ice cream, and I was I was heartbroken. I didn't think that was funny a bit. I cried. I was like, poor kid. So as you boys can oh, yeah, see, yeah. I've done nothing productive with my life for a week, but watch all these movies and TV shows. Well, I mean, hey, it's all right. <laughs> We all do it sometimes. Well, I thought oh, I was I doing did. research for the for the show. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> well, life gets easier when the sex robots aren't acting up. That's right. They're all calm down. Acting up? The sex robots. <laughs> I said life gets pretty easy when the sex robots are, are all in line. <laughs> well, they take care of things while I do. But you know what? I think I'm going to program them and where they'll call me 
Robbie Dearest. There, oh, oh, boy. Changing yes, it from Daddy, Robbie huh? Dearest. All right. Let's, uh, before we're off, the radio show is just about up. I guess we would have gained about 30 seconds of time there from our little technical mishap. But um, just about out of time. Real quick, uh, if, you're, if you're getting brave, Robbie, you should watch a crazy movie called When Evil Lurks, an Argentinian horror movie um yeah you have a you say argentinian porn horror horror wait horror. argentinian oh, horror, horror movie horror. is that yes. about when we destabilize a government in argentina <laughs> maybe shark <laughs> did we do that <laughs> yeah chile was you know we did a much messier there but yeah pretty much everywhere south of here well, yeah it's pretty warm that. it looks it looks pretty warm there so i don't think it's uh chilly uh, it looks pretty hot. That's oh, really, uh, it depends on how far north or south you are, though. <laughs> I heard it never rains there. Um, uh, <laughs> well, anyway, I'm the rains down you, in Africa. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes, that's. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, if you're a horror fan, check it out. It is a brutally. Now, it's made by the same guy that made. Uh, he, well, he just directed it. I don't think he wrote it, but that made the Terrifier movies. Terrifier movies are a bit much. Um, they're like special effects showcases essentially of really okay nasty stuff eastwood uh, i have a question sure sam sam asked this too and i totally forgot but we have to i know we missed halloweeny but i'm asking is there ever been a movie you have seen that literally scared you a horror movie that literally scared you Maybe. Yeah, I, I can't really think of them right now. I usually watch them. If they really scare me, I rewatch them, and then I kind of forget that they were scary initially. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? Um, okay. <clears throat> audition, probably. I don't know if it scared me, but it freaked me out really bad. Um, okay. Audition's a Japanese film. Um, uh, old Boy didn't scare me, but it... it, it it um, it definitely disturbed like me. Amityville Horror. No, Rosemary's no. Baby. None of those. No, no. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer okay. Space scared me, but I watched it when I was like six or eight years old. So, you know, <laughs> way too young. Are you like Kramer? Are you are you clown phobic? <laughs> I used to be. I'm not anymore. I was for many many years, but then there became so many clown horror movies that I got over it. Uh, well, made, like so, Sam's it. like you. She loves horror. She wants to watch every horror movie possible. Um, I would have um, to think she, on it. <clears throat> okay, really okay, get back because she would really like a recommendation of does like she what's like, something uh, really scary she, she, she should watch. She likes psychological horror. Does she like? She, uh, she likes every kind of horror movie you can feed her. She loves horror. Is she like disturbing horror? Like uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. She's okay. A, she's a Fleetwood Mac fan. She loves being disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are out of time for the radio show, so uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to keep going for the podcast. Look us up, 20 and 21. We say dirty words as soon as uh, this, <laughs> as soon as this radio soon is off. So thanks for listening to WDBX. We love you. See you next time. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, as I say, fuck. Fucking son of a bitch. Don't fuck with me, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to read. I have to rewatch. I haven't seen it in uh, ages and ages. Oh my god, it's on HBO. Probably because right it truly now. is a little Max. bit traumatic. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, it's hey, traumatic man. as hell. Stop it, guys! Uh, the dogs are acting up here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a list of uh, I'm gonna go through and see what movies have actually 
scared me or uh, upset me. There's now some that upset me, but I wouldn't recommend them because they're just upsetting more than scary. I'll tell you a movie that really shook me up bad. And I watched it at my grandparents' house when I was like eight. They had it on, and I told them I didn't like scary movies, and they didn't turn it off. And it was Amityville 2, The Possession. Oh, yeah. And there's this scene where the boy's in the attic, and the demon is taking possession of him. His head starts, like, swelling and going mm-hmm. down. And, oh, God, just... Um, there's a uh, there's a scene in, uh, Lar- I think it's Lars von Trier movie called Antichrist. Not a scene. There's a movie called Antichrist by Lars von Trier. Uh, it's real bothersome. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's real bothersome. It's I couldn't even explain it to you. It's about Willem Dafoe and his wife. Well, he's already scary. Um, are out in this <laughs> yeah, cabin right? and uh, it's it's really nasty. I think it's more nasty than it is scary. Um, I tell you what, the uh, latest. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, the latest Hell House LLC movie. And this wasn't scary, like scared me, but it really got me like, whoa, oh, yeah, my head. You know, th- those kind of moments. Uh, and it's called Carmichael Manor, uh, LLC Hell House. <laughs> Carmichael Manor Origins. I know it's an insanely long term, but I don't know if that fits the bill either. But I'll, I'll do it. I'll look through my collection and see what actually uh, frightens me. Um, I suggest that she watch the, uh, the 30 Coins. Um, it, it's it's akin to American Horror Story, but done really, really seriously. Nobody's winking at any cameras, um, which is what I love about it. <clears throat> There's not a single moment of, uh, ha ha, you catch your breath here, and, and uh, we're going to tell some jokes, and here comes the dumb character. <laughs> it's just constant uh, constant tension. Um, so, yeah, I, I, which leads us into the next thing, now that we're off the air for the radio show. Let's get into OG's reviews of 30 coins. OG's reviews. OG's reviews. Um, it's OG's reviews. OG, getting them reviews. <laughs> hey, Goldster. He uh, has uh, got into 30 coins, uh, 30 more of us. All right. So, uh, all right. All right. Hey, give that birthday pup a scratch behind the ears for me. Oh, some yes, reviews. Yes, this is from Shark. Did you come to here? Oh, you heard Shark in the headphones. Where? Okay, so here we go. Here's review one. Review one. Oh, gee. 30 coins. Just watching 30 coins, and it's very good so far. It follows what happened to (laughs) Nico Montoya after he completed his revenge for the killing of his father. He becomes a priest. People become weirdos trying to collect the newest Judas coins. People go off the deep end. It's like Willy Wonka's golden ticket or the latest Pokemon craze. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. It's very powerful and moving. One of the best dramas I've seen in a long time. <clears throat> Anigo stays in shape by punching a heavy bag. <laughs> and every so often, he will hold a sermon or pray for people. It's true. So far, so good. He also has There's a, a baby uh... who sheds its skin yep. and becomes a human spider-looking thing. Yep. I then will an episode say that, straight out of the eighties with a Ouija board. Yep. I will stop. There's a say wedding that, cake uh, that gets destroyed. Montoya has, <laughs> will he, also has a closet. We'll keep you updated on the show's progress. Okay, okay that was the first one. Sorry, okay, so go there's, ahead. There's also a scene where uh, we reveal uh, Montoya has a secret closet behind the uh, Jesus the crucifix 
full of uh, <laughs> submachine guns and machetes. Is he and is he that. Tom Cruise who doesn't want to come out of the closet? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, that's South a, Park classic shit. He has a, a small arsenal. Is um, in behind the Jesus there. All right, so that was a pretty good review. Uh, Shark, any? Uh, did okay. It, did it make you want to watch at all? No. No. Okay. Was it the okay. spider baby? Okay. Was it the baby that shed its skin and became a spider? Uh, a little bit. Okay. A little, a little bit, bit. Yeah. Okay. I don't like spiders. No. Hey, so they're like getting shedding. Uh, we're thinking about getting some spiders. What do you think about that? You guys think it's crazy? I'm looking forward to it. Yep, think, that's crazy. I'm that's crazy. Some, uh, I've been looking at some uh, red knee tarantulas. I'm getting excited about it. I'll tell you why. We had a pet wolf spider here. Can you here. get them after Christmas, New Year? So oh, well, I don't yeah. Know uh, we, we had a pet wolf spider, uh, two of them actually, over the summer. And I became uh, quite attached to them. I, um, I, I really liked them. And um, they, re- uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, we're looking into getting a... Uh, some some tarantulas, perhaps. Hey, guess what? Tarantulas live sometimes almost thirty years. So think about that. Uh, uh, I'd I, rather not. I'll be dead. Right. And, uh, my, <laughs> my, my, I'll be dead. My tarantulas still be walking around, living, uh, walking. Well, around hey, damn sure don't if you step on one. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a spider eyes. Really? It's the same way I do every other These day. These boots are made for stomping. Oh That's man! That's what they'll do. No, not red. Not Red Devil. What's the name of the first one? I think it's gonna be Red Devil. Anyway, nope. I'm really. I think we're gonna do it. Um, take I think you jump. should name it Cesar because they're the Red Devils. Ah, yes, <laughs> my son. Uh, one of his characters he invented was called Red Devil. I told him he was so upset when he heard that there was a sports uh, school mascot right down the road called the Red Devils. He was. Hey, like, we hate him too. He uh, was, July. Yeah, he was furious about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> like it's not really that original of a name, which he got really upset about that too. Um, but anyway, that's our plan. Uh, so maybe we'll have him by first by the time Christmas rolls around. Yeah, you can see my sweet sweet spiders. Um, I don't plan on being like a spider person that gets them out and handles them all the time or anything like no, that. No, no, uh, no. I just want to have them and uh, admire them and feed them and uh, water them, take care of them, and. Uh, and uh, maybe, you know, hold little uh, small conversations with them throughout the day when I'm alone. I can do that. But, you know, I mean, you got two dogs, man. You can. Uh, dogs are good conversationalists. I, they there's are. nothing wrong. I talk to my hound all the time. It's true. May have. Uh, well, no, it's going to make a bad joke there. So, all right, let's get to the next. And, you know, like, and like you, know, you can pet your dog, and, they, you know, they don't have fang. I mean, you know, they do, but you know what I mean? It's not quite the same. Sure. I don't know. I know. understand. I understand. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd probably rather get bit by most spiders than a dog, honestly, but, sure. you know. Why not? Dogs are way cuter. There's some uh, Japanese spider that's uh, slowly moving into the United States. Uh, he's a real creepy little <laughs> fella, if you haven't seen that. People uh, were talking about that back in the 80s. <laughs> These are all the way up to Tennessee. Damn Japanese spiders. Up to Tennessee. I can't think what they're... There's some type of... Damn spider. Well, we Japanese ate, spiders. We hated everything Japanese, didn't we? <laughs> oh, that's... Well, that's what just kills me. It's like, you know, I mean, get on the internet now, and it's like, well, this is the best thing you could buy, man. It was made in Japan in 1987. It's like, dude, 1987, everybody was complaining about that. <laughs> everybody. And now they're complaining about, you know, just it's the point is, it doesn't matter where it's made, they're going to be xenophobic, racist jerks and complain about, you know. <clears throat> I hear Complain that. about it. Well, let's get to it. Let's hear review number All two right, here we go. of my favorite new show. So here it is. 
30 coin, review two. Wicker Man vibes. He's a pugilist. Knocks out prison folk people or behind the mirrors and windows. <laughs> the Catholic Church is very weird. <laughs> Anigo Montoya has a cat of nine tails tattoo on his back. Deserving because that's where those priests like to get slapped. Although it doesn't look like he's a child rapist priest, looks like. No, no. He looks like one of the good priests, you know, like De Niro whenever he was Father Bobby in Sleeper's movie. <laughs> Not like basketball coach Swifty, who had his ways with those little boys. Oh, wow, he went into a wow. um, basketball diary. <laughs> he went from Sleeper's to basketball diaries yeah. like in one sentence. That's oh, impressive. Mm hmm. Okay, I digress. We're talking about 30 coins, not other shows. There is a woman in the show. She's very Angelique Jolie looking. <laughs> like, a, like I'm pretty disagree. sure she plays a part in it. She's been in the first three episodes anyway. Oh, the man God. now we got a DC comic fucking character scarecrow <laughs> and some Dado grandmas is laying on the chair. Dino? Dado? I don't, I don't know what he's doing there. I don't know. Uh, it's bad, but whatever. And, oh, man, episode five starts off with a doozy. Our boy from the BAU, after revenging the death of his father, is talking to some kid in some dream, and the dude's in a white suit straight up. Says, who has the coin? I have a feeling. I'm not going to ruin it for Joe with my reviews because I'm going <laughs> to get way ahead of him. And then we get back to the check. Oh, yeah, apparently I left this out. Her husband has been missing for like two to ten years. Fuck, I don't yeah. know. But it is her husband. <laughs> Who knows? I guess we'll have to wait for the next episode. Signed, OG, five motherfucking stars. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was not her husband. It was, in fact, the scarecrow uh, brought back by the witch. Um, and the guy that killed her husband knew it wasn't him because he killed him. And then he killed himself when the police came. No spoilers. OG is way past that. He texted me this morning to tell me that Paul Giamatti's in season two, so he's apparently into season two now. I'll catch you, OG. Um, I think I'm good. If you guys are good, if you got anything else to throw, I'm out good. There. Okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Oh well, hey, quick teaser. I, I think we should talk about this next week. Huh? The uh, I forget who it was. Um, prominent Stone? prominent hip hop guy came out, and his point the the big point was I think rap is dying. Um, and he said uh, rap was down 30% market share in the last 12 months. So really? I think some conversation, you know how we always talk about, you know, rock is dead. You know, that, that's been yeah. a conversation yeah. for 30 yeah. years. So, you know, um, I think that, you know, dovetailing those two conversations in there for next episode. You is, know, uh, I, I want to do this tuned. too, Shark, because I, well, right before I was recording with you guys, I saw a meme. Where Andre 3000 was basically saying, I didn't know where this, why he was saying this, I don't know where, but it was like, um, rap's over. He's like, it's right. now become nothing but money and a formula. Like, right. there is no creativity. Nobody wants that. Well, Nobody's really um, allowed I, to say anything. And I was just like, that's, for Andre 3000 to say that? I mean, that's somebody you gotta listen to. I'm not I saying think, you gotta agree, uh, but you gotta well, listen to him. He hasn't been relevant, Golf, though, for shut about it. Sorry. For, um, he hasn't been relevant, though, for quite a while, so he might say that. No. Um, but the rap's just fine. I don't I don't think... Like, rap has rap has merged into a, uh, its own genre of pop. Um, so, therefore, to a lot of people, I guess it cannot be rap anymore. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, rap is alive and well. 
I think rap peaked too early and then it got flooded. And now that it's flooded, people are turning away from it because there's too much bad music. You have to sift through so much bad to get to the good um, that it's not worth it. Um, that would be, I think, why it's declining right now. And I don't think it's dying. I think it's hit its peak and now it's just kind of coming down to a plateau, if I had to guess. Because, um, uh, yeah, I can think of plenty of rappers that are um, doing j- just great. But like I said, rap has also been um, not used, but it, it, basically most of your pop, when I listen to The Weeknd, he's not rapping, but his music might as well be rap music. There's, there's no distinguishing the music that The Weeknd makes from the music that Drake might make on a song. It's just that he's not necessarily <laughs> rapping anymore. So maybe it's just been co-opted. Um, what, that was that was part of the point that, that this guy that was making exactly right. right. But like if, you know, I think if you're talking, you know, if the question is, hey, we're losing market share, you know, I mean, you know, we all know that, you know, we're not out here consuming. You know, the average consumer is not out here, you know, operating of free will and sifting through music and finding yeah. what they like. They're buying what's being sold to them. Sure. So if yeah. rap is losing market share, that means that that you know whoever's putting the money behind advertising is putting it behind something else, you know, something, right. you know, so gotcha. the question is, and I don't know the answer, what, what else, what's taking that market share, mm-hmm. right? So if rap lost 30%, what gained that 30%? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. TikTok. Um, no, I see you know, what you're and, saying. Yeah, that's, no, I, that's you know, that's a, the... Because that, because that means rap can still be phenomenal, but yeah. for whatever right. reason, I was gonna say, it's not being consumed. Uh, you're selling yeah. you something else now, you know? Um, Killer Mike released an album this year, and I, it's, I mean... <laughs> probably one of the best rap albums I've heard in I don't know how long um, and he is not holding back who he's talking about it is uh, just as aggressive as he ever was um, and political as he ever was um, I don't know how it did so I couldn't say that I just know that really good rap music still being made by really good rap artists um, well that's it and I, so I, I think that you know yours is kind of the point that we make you know with with the question of is rock dead well no there's still people playing rock and roll and you know there yep. always will be is, is rock and roll at its zenith no of course it's not no. um, yeah. you know but you know is it non-existent no I, I, obviously it's not but like I said I, I think following that money trail would be interesting so we'll see if we can yeah, find really, out some more really, it would be really interesting to see where is that 30% going like are people back to not buying music or well, right, you right. know, or or are they spending it on a different genre? You know, um, yeah. Did the market you know, shrink? We talked you know, about yeah. how well the the popular Kentucky or the popular country music is declining in sales, and this kind of DIY country is is starting to pick up money. Mm-hmm. How long will that last? I don't know. So yeah, I think it'd be right. a good good topic for next show. Yeah. Also, I don't think rap, um, you have to make money from touring and merch. I think they make a lot of from merch, but I don't think they make from much from touring because they don't tour like uh, bands. That's too. true. Um, which yeah. Could, which could be a lot of it. I don't know what all goes into that. Next week, also, we're going to do uh, Rolling Stone's top uh, TV themes. I think sounds like a good time. And, uh, yeah, I thought that sounded Come and knock on a door. Actually, you know what? I started scrolling through the list, and that was like number 94. Oh. That, it was, yeah. Yeah, oh. Three's Company was was uh, had just cracked the top 100. Yeah. I say we make our own list. Also, Jeff, get on a couple scenes for Dog Knotted. Maybe I'll write a couple. And uh, 
There you go. We can see what happens with dog knotted. We could have ourselves a real hit here. Hey, Eastwood. Yeah. Eastwood, I was just thinking of something for your show. You know how you're talking about like a large cabal group? I've got a name for them. Hmm. Republicans? This totally just came to me. The Stonecutters. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say MAGA or something. Right. i tell you what. Oh, yeah. We, we need to make sure that we have at least one scene in, in Dog Knotted that passes the Bechdel test. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, she needs to do something, too. And that's, that's going to take some clever writing. Well, that's true, Dog Knotted. Because it, it can't be about, you know, what's going on with her. <laughs> She's got to have her own problems that don't have to deal with Right, that. yeah. She's got to have some agency of her own and have a different issue that she talks with a woman about that doesn't involve this guy who's, you know. Well, I think it could I'm be. I'm just yeah. going to say, if you make her a woman of color and gay, and gay? it will really bring the character say. out. I was going to say. Well, you still, uh, still got to have her talking with some other woman about something that doesn't involve the guy who's stuck in her. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's going to be a challenge because there's a guy stuck in her. So, you know, I mean, how do you that's know? That's true. That and like go? the entire time, you know, is that joke going to get is that joke going to get old at the entire time? Every time they move, they're like, oh, well, I mean, that Matt Damon movie where he was stuck to that guy wasn't real great. But, you know, I mean, well, we no, got but moves. I say like, you know, they could they could be on the they could be having pleasure just from just from walking around. I think. Oh, absolutely. I th- I think yeah. I think that's the whole yeah. I think that's that's the whole thing is you know. I mean, it, boy, yeah. that, look at that horse's right. knees shaking over there. <laughs> right. Yeah. They get, oh, yeah. God. Exactly. You know. <laughs> oh. Boy. Yeah. There's some some precarious situation where they can't give themselves away, but he's gonna come. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> but then it would be over. That's that's the whole thing. Is if he just if he well, just she's finish, she's gonna come then. If he would just she's finish. gonna she's okay, gonna come yeah, then. There you go. Because if he would just finish, that's just gonna be painful for her. And she's real loud <laughs> when thing, she comes, you know, or something. I don't know. It. Yeah, I can't, right. I can't wait to get this thing going. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> We're gonna get out. Let's make sure. This... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> If this doesn't work out, we can keep the title and make it a Pixar film. Uh, about two dogs' ears that get tied together. Right? Yeah, totally different movie, but you know, uh, yeah, right. But the title, the title is great. It's pretty good. I might like that one too. Two dogs, maybe like a maybe a you know the the Lady and the Tramp remake. Yeah, you know, or maybe a, like two dogs get tin can. Remember how people used to tin can dogs? That was the thing people. That's the thing boomers did for fun. You got to remember that. Boomers like the tin can dogs. That's why you tie a bunch of tin cans to a string, then tie that string around the dog's tail, then scaring yeah. the dog and making that dog run around in fright. Um, people used to do right. that to dogs. So it takes place back then. The two people, tin cans and dogs. The cans get knotted together, and off the adventure begins. Maybe. No? Okay. <laughs> Just got I, married. Well, I don't, I don't, I mean, you gotta, that's, that's, that's always my problem is that in a, in a movie like that, you gotta have somebody being mean to the dogs well, yeah. at some point. Sure. You know, or else you don't have a movie. And yeah. I, man, I just, oh, that part's so hard. I Can't think I'm just gonna have to leave leave the being mean to the dogs part up to you to write, and then I'll I'll pick up from there because I uh, yeah oh that uh, hurts me. Bad. I'll figure it out. Some I bet they'll get taken by some a cabal. All right, let's get out of here. See you next time, everybody. All right, peace. Peace.